Hey, 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 you guys. Long time no see. Welcome to another edition of Cult Following, your guide for finding out what's cool, what's happening, and what's interesting in the world of movies, films, film-related collectibles, ephemera, all types of acting, and maybe acting in action figure form. What would we call that? Stop motion. That's right, folks. I'm Victor Moreno, uh, one of your guides on this mystical, magical journey, not to be confused with the Beatles album, and along with uh, my co-host for this edition, Jasperino. Guess who's back? Back again. That's right. We didn't pay for the Eminem rights, so you're not going to get a clip of that song, but no. imagine it in your head, your mind's eye. Uh, that's right. Cult Falling is back. We're retooling, reworking, resetting everything that Ben Affleck says about his bad marriage and Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We're, we're going to experiment and see where it's going to come back. But um, yeah, it's just, just a chance to give you a peek behind the curtain at the folks who like to bring you cult classics every month over at the Super Saver Silver Cinemas over in Phoenix. Uh, join us in February February 15th, Valentine's Weekend, as we bring you Bram Stoker's Dracula yes. at 9 p.m. It's going to be a gothic Valentine for the ages. Tickets available at coldclassicsaz.com. You can also find us at Retro Rewind at the Thunderbird Lounge the first Sunday of the month, where we like to sell retro wares, VHS tapes, uh, DVDs, all kinds of funky collectibles from the 80s, but mainly tapes. Come by VHS. That's right. You know you want it. it. And we sell them at good prices, and you can hang out and watch cartoons with us as we play stuff on the screen at the patio at Thunderbird Lounge on tape. Where else can you see tape projected in the valley, people? I'll tell you, nowhere. Find out more details about that at cultclassicsaz.com. You can see Jasper there, and he's going to be starting a new podcast unrelated to this one, all about VHS tapes. Absolutely. That we're probably going to talk about uh, at some point during the show. Yes. All right. But yeah, uh, we've been gone for a minute. You may have noticed. Um, You know, we have the cult following um, network of talent, and you know, Adam and Joshua and uh, Sean have been doing um, View and Spew Review which is a cool concept and we give them all the luck in the world on that. It's a lot of fun, which, you know, if you want to find out about obscure movies and get some comedy going there, it's a good thing to check out. Um, but yeah, you know, the last year, you know, me and Jasper separately have been going through a lot of stuff, trying to get back on track. So, you know, we did a few episodes of horror call and, uh, you know, at some point maybe we'll come back to that with Kirby but, um, you know, he's busy, too, recording some albums and uh, with his band. But, uh, you know, I figured the time was right because, uh, you know, we got stuff going on. We miss, like, kind of talking about things we're passionate about. And this is, like, I think a good way to uh, open the door, if you will, the forbidden portal <laughs> back into, like, hey, you know, we like to we like to get into movies and all this kind of silly stuff, and now that we've got some doors going and some things in the air, it's like let's get this back on track, if you will. So hopefully, you'll join us for the journey. We'll probably try to get some people on at some point, and uh, we'll make it interesting for you. And hopefully, join us for the journey 
you know, not the band journey, but we'll try to make it interesting. Don't stop believing. I swear, I'm overcompensating by throwing a pun every two seconds, but it'll be worth the ride. It seems like the stars aligned perfectly over the last couple months uh, to bring us back together. Yeah. As far as doing stuff and with cult classics restarting and jumping back into that, it kind of, I think, ignited the fire of both of us to uh, get back to a scheduled routine of maybe doing some podcasting and, and other things that we have maybe neglected over the past year or so. I know I have. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that too. Cause I, I, I liked, um, you know, it's a good reason to get together with your friends outside of doing events, which like, you know, like behind the current here, folks, it's like, you know, we usually hang out in, you know, at the merch table while movies are going on. Right. You know, so then that's pretty much that maybe eating afterward is like the extent of our hanging out time because like putting on events and stuff is like a job, you know, so it's like stuff like this is a reason for us to like, you know, hang out and shoot the shit at the same time, kind of making it interesting, like you're eavesdropping while we're telling you about things we're interested in, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So, and that's kind of like what it is. Like we, you know, we want to tell you about stuff where we're, we have going on and at the same time, like hang out. So that totally works out for you, for us, you know, you know, we're a collective, you and us, we're on the same level as I'm making hand signs. I'm not recording this visually, (laughs) maybe at some point I could have done it today, but like I was telling Jeff, it took me like 15 minutes just to figure out that the sound was off. (laughs) <laughs> it was weird, yeah, sitting back down. Like, I haven't, I haven't, like, I don't know how many, because uh, I kind of exited the podcast before, um, I don't know, maybe you did five or six, seven episodes without me. Yeah. Uh, right before uh, the hiatus, if you want to call it that. Yeah, maybe not even that, because, like, I swear, like, we might have just done, like, five episodes last year or something. Wow. Yeah, it was really up in the air. 2019 was a weird year for uh, just stuff happening. Yeah. And uh, changes. And I don't know, kind of Murphy's Law year, I think, is what happened. And uh, hopefully we'll bring in 2020 back in a big way, baby. That's kind of of how I look at it. Like, I I look at, like, 2018 as a lost year. Right. And 2019 was the year that, like, I kind of, it was a -a (laughs) whack-a-mole year. You know, like, I'm coming back, bonk, coming back, bonk, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know. I was talking to somebody last night, and I was saying, I'm starting to get hungry again. I haven't been hungry for a long time. Right. Anybody that's ever seen me physically, that's not a funny pun. That's like, (laughs) it's like, uh mentally and and financially i think hungry like i'm starting to get ideas flowing and things happening in my head like victor mentioned um a couple months ago strictly by chance i bought 700 vhs tapes at a yard sale for 35 dollars um he said 700 guys 700 with two zeros i couldn't uh being a vhs collector i saw the the little sign that they weren't even out. They were in the guy's house. There was just a cardboard sign that said 700 VHS tapes, $35. And I was like, walk away, Jasper, walk away. <laughs> it didn't happen. I ended up taking a truckload of VHS home because how are you going to say no to that? 35 bucks. So even if there's 10 movies in there that I like, right. it makes it worth it. But I ended up with a lot of good 80s and 90s era action movies, which I added to my own collection, which was already, already three to 500 large. Um, so I got the brilliant idea to do the 700 tapes podcast. I don't know where I got that number at. It's like, like the 700 club. 
but I like, am totally thinking about doing a seven hundred club, like a uh, like a t shirt package or something. Join the seven hundred club. And right. I'm just going to wait for Pat Robertson to sue me. <laughs> That'll make it even like, more. I'm suing the seven hundred club because their satanic videos are right. making my Satanism less relevant. <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> making a video where I prayed with my eyes shut really tight. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram at seven hundred tapes. Also check me out on Twitter, Jasperino at seven hundred tapes. Try to keep it simple. But if you want to email me, I also got seven hundred tapes at gmail dot com. There you um, go. No episodes in the can yet, but I've got uh, two friends of mine that I'm going to be doing it with, and um, we're going to be we're probably going to bank a, you know three or four episodes in the beginning just to get a good start. But there is content up on the Instagram and the Twitter page if you want to check it out. I'm just showing little glimpses of my collection. Mm-hmm. And now my toys are bleeding into it, too, which is becoming fun. So, Yeah, well, and that's the thing, like, honestly, like, when, when I think about, you know, what people who are into movies hard, on a hardcore level, like, I got, I fell into this, like, um, you know, there's, like, Wikipedia holes. I've been falling right. into, like, YouTube holes. Where, like, I'll watch a tape or a video and it's like, oh, a related tape. So, a thing I was watching a, a couple of weeks ago was like, um, hey, this person has like a cool statue room. And then it fell into this tape of uh, this uh, hole of like, uh, hey, this person built a home theater. And then, oh my God. and then it's like all these people who build home theaters and then they're all surrounded by like, statues and action figures and you know i I tell ruby all the time you know it's like my house is or my office is not that weird which you've been in if you've ever been to my house or if you've seen like pictures you know when people post stuff in here there's like lots of like statues and action figures and stuff all around but then i realize like when i go to my friends houses or people who like to see pictures of their houses on instagram or anything that's everybody Right. Everybody's yeah, got absolutely. like, you know, a shelf just of action figures. In fact, yeah, I, I use your office as defense of my own collection. <laughs> at least it's not this much stuff. <laughs> I'm sure we do that for like, like, oh, it's at least it's not Adam's house. Or exactly. at least it's not like, you know, we all do it. We're like, Adam's house is cool. He's yeah, always absolutely around. cool. But it, it's like, we're all like that. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, we all have like way too many posters, way too many toys. But it's like, you know, I think, you know, there's that whole thing about like, um, oh, there's all these people who like want income, no kids. So all they do is spend all their money on right. movies. And it's like, you know, I mean, I have one income that's low exactly. <laughs> and I have no kids. But like I, I'm, I'm now at this point where like, you know, when you get into this thing like, oh, I had to reorganize my finances because it's like, God, I used to just like buy so much shit. Yeah. And now it's like, well, at least now I'm like honing in on the things that i like what's funny because that conversation i was having last night about becoming hungry again and getting creative ideas and stuff that i can do on the side because we have i well i can't say we i have a day job Uh victor's living the charm life but um, uh well i have a day job but it's like five day jobs yeah exactly yeah um you always laugh because i've been self-employed too yeah and you always laugh at people to go i want to be self-employed so i have so much more free time and you just Mm -hmm. laugh and like no that just means you have every hour of the day available in which you can work. But we you know, oh, so true. But I have a day job. But I'm I'm at that point where I am starting to get creative again. I'm starting to feel hungry, and 
doing stuff on the side that I enjoy doing that that goes towards the kind of things that I like, like VHS tapes, action yeah. figures, things like that. I love watching videos or seeing pictures of other people's collections. It's really, really cool to see how people set their stuff up, how it's kind of tailored to their own personality. And, um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was, the conversation I was having last night was, like, I'm getting to that point where I want to start making some side money. Because I want to go on eBay and buy that $100 Indian Queen that I've been staring at right. for five years that I don't own that I want because I've got the expendable income to do so. So in this case, it's more like a a want of adding to your collection is making you more creative so you can figure out creative ways to make money to add to your collection. Yeah. Because at this point, like we were talking right before we went on, you kind of schedule and budget what you're getting like i i asked you right before we went on what you thought of the marvel uh the new marvel she-hulk figure mm -hmm. and i was saying it was one of the best ones i've seen you're like you have it i'm like no but it's the first thing on my list next time i buy a toy that's what i'm getting because you have to schedule what you're buying like yeah you, you kind of look and say well, i can kind of afford this I, that's a, a stretch goal but i can get this right now you know yeah no i'm like the same way because like um like mcfarland just got like the dc action figure license and nice. they put out a bunch of like figures i saw a bunch of them at target like i saw superman and batman and they had, like these animated ones from like batman the animated series but like i wouldn't like i like i saw them online and it's like oh they look cool but then i'm like they're seven inches and they're like so they're like holy crap they're way too big yeah it, it's like i mean they look cool but i'm like oh that's like too big mcfarland was always about that though like all the spawn monster figures were always huge yeah and heavy as crap i know so but i've <laughs> seen uh reviews of some of the other ones and they have like this premium line it's only three of them and i guess you can only get them on amazon.com uh -huh. or at gamestop and it's um batgirl and nightwing and the batman who laughs oh shit so i ordered the batman who laughs nice. and i'm like okay i can swing this it's not that expensive it's like 20 something dollars right. i saw Standard enough reviews i'm like price. it goes with what i want so that's what i'll get you know because i saw the batman and i was like it looks cool but like i already have a lot of batman figures right and i looked at their breakdowns like um their next wave of figures is going to have a Arkham Asylum, Batman, and Joker. So Ooh. I'm like, that's more up my alley. Right. So I'm like, I'll just get this Batman who lasts because he goes with like a bunch of other stuff. So it said it was coming out on January 16th. And I'm like, I'm all excited. I'm like, yes, it's, it's coming out. I'm going to have it soon. January 16th comes and goes, and it's like, oh, we pre-sold so many of these. You're not going to get yours until February oh my God. 16th. So I have to wait three more weeks yeah because i saw the order and it says it's coming on february it might come on february 4th the window wow. they gave me is 4th through 16th so it's weird so now i have to get it's like you know like you're a kid and you're waiting for a movie to come out yep. so it's like that i have to like this delay like okay i'm waiting for it and i have the money for it it's paid for versus <laughs> it used to be like three or four years ago i'd be like oh it didn't show up i'm just gonna go to the store and buy and cancel my pre-order right and i'm like no it's it's in there. I got it for a good price. I'll just wait. Every morning, Victor wakes up and runs to the front door in his one-piece pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not here. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. I'm just, like, you know, this has been a year, like, you know, like, trying to make my business sustainable, you know, doing cool classics and everything. Because last year, I was working a day job. I worked at a social media company for, like, a year. And my friend, you know, 
worked there. He got he helped me get the job, and it's like I made friends working there. But I'm like, you know, it, it was like a nine hour day every day, you know. Right. And it's like you know, you could like to a certain degree fix your hours. You could come in like at six and be done at like four. Yeah. Or you came in at like nine and you were done at like six. Right. And I was like, it, you know, you get home and like the last thing you want to do is do anything creative. And doing that for like eleven months, I was like you know what, I, I think I'm just, like, going to take my chances and, like, you know, see if I can support myself with my artwork. And I did that, you know, up until, you know, I stopped working there in March. And just, that's all I did was do artwork from March until, like, November. And I'm like, you know what, I think I have enough that I can start doing cult classics again. Nice. So now it's a balance. So my day job is doing, like, artwork, freelance artwork and illustration, and then doing cult classics. So... Right. Those it sounds really rad, but it's like a ton of work, you know. Like, uh, like for a minute, I actually thought like maybe I should do a podcast on being like, you know, a freelance artist because God, that's that has its <laughs> own fucking challenges attached to it. Right. But for the most part, you know, it, it's like you don't want to think about that all the time. It's like you know what I want to talk about some of the cool movies that like you know I like I enjoy and hopefully more that are coming down the road. That yeah. I want to see. Yeah, and I'm lucky enough that um, I've got a pretty good gig for a day job. It's uh, I'm a graphic designer, but my day job is I'm working for a powder coating company, so I do a lot of part marks for little pieces of equipment and stuff I can do with my eyes closed. So yeah. it's not really mentally taxing, and I work from like six to two thirty, so I've got a lot of the day left when I get home. Yeah, and I can unwind a little bit and still have enough time. That I'm not, my brain's not burned out, so I can actually think about something else. I've got a lot of cool things coming down, coming down the pipe. I think. Yeah, so, I want to move the microphone a little bit closer. Yeah, I was afraid. I have a little bit of a cold. I was afraid everybody catching my sniffles. Yeah, I know. Not I, not germ wise, but on the microphone, we'll just spray it. We'll, we'll switch out the bubble. Cause, Say it, don't spray it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, you know, because we have, you know, I built this, set up this podcast. You when we first started doing these podcasts, like down the line and one of the things even though i have all, all these microphones like i don't have unidirectional mics so unfortunately right. unless you're right on it it's like you're drifting away yeah <laughs> i'm giving you the full the full pimples and boils here people so <laughs> yeah i used to do that i used to do a little podcast called the house of freaks and we always prided ourselves and what you hear is what we recorded we don't go back and edit anything we don't cut anything out we don't add anything so, yeah, if, if you got confuddled for a minute and stumbled over your words, you're going to get that because you're getting it raw, baby, raw. Yeah, I, did, I never really edited Cult Falling either because I don't yeah. like the idea of, like, oh, we, 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 we went into the area we weren't supposed to talk about. We'll just cut that out later. Right. For the most part, I think we're, like, you know, one, you know, one take Jake's over here. We'll edit that out in post. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but I that's the whole thing. Like, right now, there's a lot of cool toys I'm excited about, and it sucks because, like, I can't afford to get them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, like, all right, I got that one, and, like, Walgreens does, like, exclusive figures. Yes. And right now, they're doing, like, a Stepford Cuckoos, which, if you've ever watched, like, um, God, what, the Children of the, of the Dam, Village of the Dam. Village of the Dam, yeah. Yeah, so the X-Men did these characters called the Stepford Cuckoos, right. basically, like, who look like, like these teenage girl versions of like the girl from there and they're all supposed to be like clones of Emma Frost. Oh crap. So like their their powers they're like a hive mind. Uh-huh. 
you know, and it looks really cool. They have the eyes all whited out, and one of them comes with Cerebro, but it's one figure with three heads. Oh, that's So you cool. have to buy the same figure over and over again right. just to get all of them. That's crazy. So it's like, uh, I just got to make sure, like, when they come out that I at least get a couple so right. I can, you know, be good. Because it's not like I buy a lot of Marvel shit, you know? Like, you know, I got a Thanos from uh, Avengers Endgame that uh, Disney Store has had as an exclusive, and that's the only Thanos figure I bought, and it looks really cool. What made it exclusive? Uh, that they only sold it at the Disney Store. Oh, there wasn't anything special. Yeah, you like... can see it over there. It's right on the shelf. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Like, in another one's, like, I mean, like, it's not, like, it's more bluish than purple, but yeah. I like that it doesn't look as toyish as the Marvel well, Legends one. Because sometimes the exclusives will have something different in them, or yeah. they look different. Like the, uh, like I have the Build a Figure Bat Signal. Yeah, I remember the the Commissioner Gordon exclusive came with a broken, and that yeah. thing's going for like a hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks. On I'm eBay so now. glad I got that. Thing. I was looking at it the other night. It, it's cool because it'll turn off by itself if you light it up. Really. Yeah. yeah, that's the reason I was looking it up, because I actually, I brought out my, uh, I've been trying to post more frequently to Instagram to pick up some followers for my podcast, so I had my uh, Michael Keaton Batman team, right. and I put it next to the bat signal with a couple of my figures, Yeah, and I started thinking about, oh yeah, this, I remember the figure I had to buy to get this part and to get that part, and mm-hmm. you get kind of nostalgic about it, because... I got kind of, you were saying you don't have a lot of Marvel figures. And yeah. I don't either, because I was working for a long time on making sets. Like, I have the entire Justice League in a case. Yeah. I have the Fantastic Four. I'm working on the X-Men, but there's so many X-Men that you'll be working on that forever. Yeah. I was almost done with the Avengers. The only two figures I needed were Thor and Hulk, and I would have had the entire set. But yeah. as things went, like we talked about, your, uh, what was it? Pop a groundhog. What was oh, whack a mole year. Whack a mole year. I ended up having to sell a bunch of my figures. Oh God, yeah. To to make ends meet financially at a couple of points, and yeah, some of the ones I had to sacrifice were my legends, the, the Avenger ones. I actually had the build a figure Hulkbuster. Oh shit! Complete it, and I freaking sold it. And that I think of everything I sold last year. That's the only thing I have a lot of regret about. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it again eventually. Yeah, I get that. I get that about a few things. Thankfully, like, there's not a lot of it, you know? Like, a lot of the stuff I sold was stuff I had, like, in my shelf wrapped in plastic. Right. So my new philosophy is now, if I'm buying something on Blu-ray, it's something I'm going to fucking watch. Exactly. Because otherwise, like, it's just sitting there eating my money and I get nothing for it. You know, I know somebody's listening. This might be sacrilege. You're not getting all the newest Blu-rays because it's weird. Like you know, sometimes I'll listen to like um, the View and Speed Review or Sean and uh, Adam, and they'll talk about how like oh they just got the latest Arrow or Shout Factory thing, and it's like uh, I remember when I used to do that. I can't swing it right now. You know, living that lifestyle. You know, but it's like eventually. You know, I I like I want to say that like. When I get to a point where I can afford that stuff again, I pro I won't want to get it anymore. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I'm at a point where like it's like I only want to buy movies if it's something I really like, or like if it's something I might play at cult classics or something. Exactly. You know, because I, you know, I was I was like one of the things I bought that ended up being worth a lot of money was like this 
there's a box set that like Arrow put out of like the house movies. Uh-huh. You know, like the one with the greatest American yep. hero, yeah. William like Cat. William Cat. And I was like, you know, the poster for that movie just freaked me out as a kid. And then yeah, I got yeah, it. It was a doorbell. Yeah. I love it. And then it's like, you know what? Like, I never like I would watch it sometimes on streaming. And then I was like, I'm probably not ever going to open this thing. Yeah. You know, so I went through a whole thing, like, you know, at Black Christmas, and I'm like, I remember liking that movie years ago, right. still wrapped in plastic, I'm like, I'm never going to watch this, so I literally pulled out a box of movies, I was like, look at it, they're all wrapped in plastic. Yeah. You know? I have a, I actually have Black Christmas, I've actually watched mine, I got it at that FYE closeout yeah. a couple of years ago, <laughs> but I was really excited to find it, and it was one of the um, Screen Factory yeah. releases. I think I got Pumpkinhead and Sweep Sweepaway Camp too yeah. at that time also. Well, but, that Black Christmas is worth a lot of money now. Is it really? If, if it still has the slip cover on it, it does. Yeah, it's worth a lot of money. Wow, I need to. Yeah, I don't know. That's like uh, the other night I was looking. I'm like, oh, my Psylocke is worth seventy dollars on eBay. Like, yeah, I just opened her. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like we talked about that rogue. Yeah, the rogue figure also is worth quite a bit now. But I and I knew that when I opened it, I sat there staring at it. But this was after I'd gotten rid of a bunch of stuff already, and I was like, I'm gonna have regret if I get rid of this and I don't open it and put it on the shelf. Yeah, so. I I I've, I've turned largely into a person who's like, you know, like I have this uh, GameStop exclusive Red Hood figure <laughs> right here. It's yeah. really cool looking. Eventually, once they start taping stuff, you'll be able to see it. And uh, for years, I kept this in the box because it was so hard to find. Uh-huh. This figure, if you went on eBay right now, is like a $150 oh action figure. And it looks badass. And I was finally like, I'm not even enjoying the, owning this thing. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to open it because I can't picture a scenario where like I'm actually going to sell right. this figure. And that's where I got to. Like, you get to the point where cause I used to try to get my stuff boxed up. Yeah. It's like you can't fully enjoy it in the box. And I know we're giving a bunch of people a stroke right now. You took it out of the box? Yeah. Right. I opened the box and I played with it because that's a toy. It's a true sports. It's yeah. meant to be enjoyed. Like, I think about, I think back to Toy Story. That's why Stinky Pete was in such a bad mood because he never got let out of his box. Right. <laughs> well, and that's what I think about, like, when I, when I think about why, like, you know, because for the longest time, for about a year and a half, I worked at the Alamo Draft House doing right. like uh, movies there instead of doing them in cult classics, and you know I, I'm not really going to get super into that other than like I, that that gig was something that ended up different than I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, and you know I I thought you know I feel like I went out the right way like if it was wrestling like I did the favors on the way out, right. <laughs> you know, so like you know I. And it, it, you know, it kept it kept us doing stuff like while we were like kind of on hiatus with cult classics. But at the same time, um, I think what makes cult classics like unique in and of itself is you're like kind of reliving that thing, that feeling when you're a kid and you're gonna go see a movie. Heck like yeah. you buy the toy, you got the happy meal, you're waiting right. in line, and it's like. It's not like, oh, you got the collectible and now you're seeing it with a nice glass of beer. Yes. Like, oh, this movie was so quaint. It's a little more raw. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, I, I kind of pride myself on the fact that I feel like we're like the punk rock movie theater. Yes. I like that too. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah. So, but, I, you know, it's cool. Like, it made me happy that even like when we started up, 
Like we 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 started off and I'm like the first one we did was Killer Clowns. And I was like, man, maybe I should pick something more mainstream. And then that one like sold out, nice. you know, because it's like, of course, Killer Clowns would sell out at a totally different theater, right? For the first one. Well, the thing the thing about Killer Clowns is it's kind of like the uh, the non horror fans horror movie. Yeah, like if you're not really into schlock and horror, some I've I've noticed a lot of people still like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, because it's just offbeat enough. And it's just weird enough without being kind of over the top. Yeah. And it's still funny at the same time. You can laugh at it. And then some people are actually really creeped out about it because it's clowns. Yeah. I feel like the clown fear is something that's, like, maybe just really prevalent with, like, like millennials. I think the clown fear was a manufactured fear. I yeah, don't that's think, what I'm saying. Like, I don't think anybody was ever really afraid of clowns, so they were told they were supposed to be afraid of clowns. I, I feel like... It's something that started hardcore, like, five to ten years ago. Yeah. Because before that, I don't remember there being a lot of, like, clown horror movies. Like, you know, aside from, like, you know, Killer Clowns or maybe, like... Killjoy from Full Moon. Dude, that's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> Killjoy was the only, like, they were fucking awful. clown. Yes. That, like, oh, the, the, you know, they would have, like, a Hollywood or Blockbuster video. Oh, well, I think Killjoy. to a certain extent, I think it had a lot to do with the start of that. Yeah. Everybody was terrified of tim curry i don't know well no and see here's the thing i think is really funny i feel like pennywise now is more popular than like the tim curry penny right absolutely ever was yes because like when i was growing up you know you guys know i'm not like 20 years old although sometimes a lot of people go oh you must be like 30 i'm like dude i'm 41 right right and uh, i'll have people come up and be like uh you know, like, oh, you should show this movie. Like, and sometimes when people say it, and I like think, man, you know, when I was a kid, that movie was like kind of like, uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, cheesy. Yes. Yeah. It, it's like, I didn't know anybody who was like really into like it. You know, like when I thought of Pennywise, I swear to God, the first thing that would pop into mind is like fan? the punk rock yes. band. Yeah. Like, I didn't even realize they were named after that clown. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it must be weird for them now that like it is so popular. They're like, "Are you named after the book?" Like, yeah, but we were right. named after the book like twenty years, 20 ago, years ago. You know, but yeah, yeah. Well, if you go back and watch the original, it it is very campy. Like Pennywise, I don't. He wasn't really scary at all, even when he was like full teeth and. Oh yeah, you know. dude! When I saw that movie when I was younger, like I mean, it was on TV because I remember it was yeah. like it came out like like 30 years ago like because right. i remember it was like ninja turtles was out around the same time uh-huh. and i was like what the fuck is this thing yeah you know and I, I'll, I'll again I'll, I'll say it dude like i grew up and to me like this, my mental picture of tim curry is the guy from legend it's right. not like dr frankenfurter yeah. or like you know any a lot of or you know or he was like uh what was the thing he was in when he was like a pirate oh Oh, no, never mind. I was thinking Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. th- there's something else he was in, and I'll, it'll come to me later, I'm sure. Like, maybe it was, was he in Hook? No. no, that was Dustin Hoffman. Oh, but, like, you know, like I didn't have, like, the typical, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter's in this. Or, like, uh, you know, I knew, like, Tim Curry from, like, Legend yeah. because he did voices on cartoons. Right. He was uh, in the Wild Thornberries. He was the dad. Yeah. 
Oh, he was on the Pirates of Dark Water. That's oh, it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He was like a voice actor. I was thinking about Robert De Niro. He was in uh, Stardust, the the oh yeah the movie that was such a good movie. It's very underrated. The, yeah, the, the Neil Gaiman book is amazing. Yeah, he's like the cross dressing pirate yes, captain. So funny, dude. That's such so a good awesome. movie. It's like one of Matthew Vaughn's first movies too. The really? guy who like did Kick Ass and yeah. um, the Kingsman. I just remember I I'd, I'd read that book like ten years before the movie came out, and I yeah. was super excited about it. And it didn't disappoint. Usually you're like, oh, the book was better. The book still was better, but the movie was very well done. It, it strayed from the book a little bit. Yeah. But it was still, it was a beautifully filmed movie. And yeah, I think all the casting was perfect. Yeah. No, that's a really good movie. Speaking um, of pirates. Yeah. Up on a but yeah, it's like one of those things. I remember watching the 1998 movie and I was just like, I can't watch this. Right. And I was like 11, dude. Well, I remember having it on. But I think honestly, the first time I watched it, it was boring. Like I really, yeah, I paid attention. Like every time the clown was on, I'm like, "Oh, what's he doing now?" But the first time I really got the whole feel of that movie was when um, right before it came out, the first it a couple yeah. of years ago. I went and found the original because I wanted to watch it before I went and saw the remake. Because I was yeah. like, comparing, which and this is one of those rare occasions where the remake just blows the original out of the water. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. But um, it's kind of like we were talking right before we got on about the Suspiria remake. Yeah. Because Suspiria is my favorite uh, Argento movie. And I was really, I think we were on opposite sides of it because you were saying you kind of had a build up to it to where it was disappointing. Yeah. Where I was the opposite. I was expecting it to be shit because I was mad that they even remade it. When I watched it, I'm like, I really, really enjoyed this movie. They could have called it something else. Yeah, they really, they really could have called it something else. One of the things I thought was weird, and I'll go into spoilers for Suspiria. Like, guys, if you want to watch Suspiria, it's on Amazon Prime. So yeah, it's go. great. So, uh, all right. So, if you've seen the original Dario Argento Suspiria, it, it's like, you know, this girl, Susie Banyan, she's a dancer, and she's going to go to this uh, dance academy in Europe. Which, it turns out, is run by a coven of witches. 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 What do you know about witches? Yeah. And uh, as far as the plot goes, that's largely it. Most of it is like a stream of consciousness after that. Yeah. Well, that was my question going into the remake, too. Can you really have a Suspiria movie without Edo Cure? Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah, that is like, oh, you know whatever there's a few teachers and a few students yeah so one of the things i thought was really weird about the suspiria remake is it uses the names of all the characters that get named right in the suspiria yes. original and i'm like probably didn't really have to do that right and then it turns out there's Susie who comes to like the dance school and it turns out she's like amish yeah, she's or a Mennonite. Mennonite. that's yeah. it that's there's a difference folks probably there absolutely is yeah um and without saying there's this whole subplot with this doctor um whose name i can't fucking remember yeah. right now but he was uh his wife died in the concentration camp yes and yeah and it's set in it's set in the 80s yes yeah yeah it's set in the same time period as the original movie which i yeah. think is also pretty cool yeah and then um I don't know. I don't. I don't really think I need. I'm. I. I won't needlessly spoil it. Other than there's a big twist with Susie's character at the yeah, end, and it gets really. I will tell you this. It gets really a twenty four at the end of the movie. <laughs> right. So if you've seen a twenty four is code yeah. for art house. If you've seen Midsummer or 
are uh, hereditary. It gets very yeah. A24 at the end of the movie, which is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And also, not not to get into too much of a spoiler thing, because I know Jasper hasn't seen a lot of movies this year, but I will That's say, the truth. I really liked Midsummer. I, yeah, Midsummer was amazing. Right? Dude, I like I I didn't watch that movie until it came out on video because shit kept coming up and like and there's a one weekend where Ruby was out of town. And I was gonna go watch it at the draft house like uh-huh. at like eleven or something, and then I was like, you know what? I'd really rather do something else yeah and i, I literally drove down there and i'm like uh you know what never mind well, well here's what i did and this is just kind of to sum up my last my my 2019 <laughs> i kind of crawled into a cave mentally and emotionally and i yeah i didn't watch one movie i didn't watch one single movie at the theater last year yeah that's so, crazy yeah which is crazy for me but on thanksgiving weekend i ended up with like four or five days off in a row and um Voodoo had this crazy four ninety nine sale. Uh-huh. I got Midsummer for four ninety nine. Yeah, so I bought it without seeing it, just because I knew it was a twenty four is one of those production companies where I I will pretty much buy it because I know it's going to be a good. Yeah, movie. I don't think I've ever seen something by them that I haven't enjoyed. Yeah, so I went ahead and bought Midsummer and watched it, and I bought a bunch of other stuff that weekend too. I probably spent thirty five bucks. That's really good buying, for a five dollar movie, right? Sale. And yeah, I got a I got Cabin in the Woods, which yeah, I, which I don't own on physical media either, so I was yeah. pretty excited about that. And I got a couple other uh, good gems, but now they have my I think they have my number now because this last weekend they had a four ninety nine horror movie sale. Yeah, and I'm like, was that across Voodoo or did they market no, that? No, it too? was across Voodoo because I thought about getting some stuff, but then I was like, oh man, most of the stuff on here I already have. I bought a couple of things, but I can't off the top of my head tell you what they were. But yeah, I watched it yet. I think I bought a couple of things that I've been wanting that I've already seen. But anyway, um, yeah, Midsummer blew me away. Yeah, it was really, really, it was yeah. Yeah, I remember the year before Kirby was like, "Oh, Hereditary is like his favorite movie," and I remember li- I liked Hereditary. You know, I, I I've liked it less as time goes on. Really, but like Midsummer, I think works because it keeps all that kind of weird folksy horror stuff. Yeah, but it's like in service to like the story about this couple that's like breaking up, and, and it works. Like, right. yeah, it's like oh, like there's all this weird shit going on, but you're they're like because of this main story that you don't really like tune into it. And so you know, much. now that you're saying that I'm getting kind of philosophical on myself. Because yeah. The, the cool thing about Midsummer is there's absolutely ridiculous stuff happening. Yeah. And nobody finds it ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, except the people that are outside the community, but the whole community is like, eh, yeah. Okay. You yeah. Know? And you're right. It is very almost uh, indicative of, the end of a relationship, like when you yeah. break up and it gets weird, and then like everybody around you is trying to act normal, but you know it's not normal yeah. because nobody really wants to stir anything up. And um, I won't go very much into my personal life, but that pretty much sums up my entire last year of existence. Yeah. So maybe that's why I like Midsummer so much. Well, yeah, no, because that's pretty. That's literally what the whole thing is about. Like, right. I mean, I'll give you a little set. Well, now. Like, I don't want to spoil it. I think people should watch yeah, if it. If you but haven't it, seen it, it's literally, it. it's a movie on the most basic level about trying to keep a bad relationship going. Yes. You know? And it, then there just happens to be this, like, oh, by the way, this will get your mind off of it. We're going to go to this, like, village to look at this uh, festival that happens every 90 years. Right, yeah. There's... You know? And then it's, like, weirdly, like, the same time it makes sense because it's, like, 
you know, when you're going through a shitty time, you could be in like a club, you know, you could be at a club or something. Your friends are trying to talk to you at a club or movie or whatever. And you're kind of like, just like, uh huh. Yeah, sure. Cause you're not really tuned into what's going on. You're right. into your own drama, right. you know? And that's why that movie works so well. Cause there's like fucking crazy shit. Going- like one of the things that you- I think this is actually good to clue people on. If you watch Midsummer and you look at the trees, there's weird patterns and shit going on in the trees. Oh my god! I so gotta go back and rewatch it. Rewatch totally it because I'll tell you, there's this one really obvious shot when I notice it's when she gets made the May Queen and they're uh-huh. like carrying her on a surfboard. Yeah. If you look at the trees, there's a pair of trees that look like a, a face with the eyes like wide open, and then there's a smaller line of trees leading from the mouth. Oh, crap. It's really obvious. And then when you go back and watch the movie, there's this kind of shit going on through the movie the whole time. Like, there's a scene in her apartment right at the beginning uh-huh. where she's sitting there, and it's a little girl with a flower clown petting a bear. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go back and watch Yeah, that. so it's That's a movie amazing. that, like, rewards you for going oh, back and crap. watching it over and over and over again. That's so funny that you mentioned that kind of stuff, because I just watched... um Blair Witch 2. Uh, oh, Book of Shadows? Yeah. Um, on VHS, I, I popped because I've been, I've been trying to warm up my VCR. Yeah. So I actually, I've got kind of a setup like yours, but my monitor is actually sitting on top of a VCR instead of a shelf. Oh, okay. So the VCR is like right on, so I can watch, I watch my VHS movies at my desk. Oh, that's cool. But I popped in Blair Witch 2 because I love that movie. And uh, that had that whole estrovert thing where they actually gave you clues to the movie. And then at the end of the movie, they were like, play the movie backwards and watch the bottom of the screen. There are numbers and letters and you can make a message. And then when you go back and play the, the clue thing backwards and you write all the num- all the letters down, it tells you like mirror. So it tells you to go back to the scene with the mirror, look in the mirror, there's something yeah. there. And it's like window. Go back and look at the window. There's a face in the window type. You know what I mean? That's cool. But they did that whole thing like in the water, like that little Blair Witch cross stick man was everywhere. Like there was a reflection yeah. of it in the water, shadows on a wall, all kinds of different stuff. And I didn't realize that movie, Other, I, I don't know why I enjoyed it so much um, other than it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but twice now I have shown that movie to somebody who doesn't really watch horror movies. And it has messed their head up. Yeah. It freaked them out really bad. And you don't realize that, I guess. Maybe you get desensitized when mm-hmm. you're into shit like that. But this is the second time that I've shown that to someone who has totally fucked their head up. That's funny. So it's kind of funny. Because we, I think, as horror fans, we consider that a B movie. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not anybody's top ten list of greatest horror movies. It's more like a fun, like we were talking about background movies earlier. Yeah. You put it on in the background because it's a fun movie. You know, it's got yeah. a bunch of stupid lines in it. I want to say that one of the things I miss about, like, the VHS era or, like, you know, back before, like, the internet dominated marketing so much for movies. So, like, when I was in college, like, it, I went to college in L.A. I went to UCLA, which, like, it's not that far from movie studios and stuff. So, they, I, get, I guess you get more leeway for marketing right. shit. So, there was one day I was going to campus <laughs> and... um I'm walking down over by North Campus, which if you've seen, like, any number of movies, like, oh, you recognize it because they film movies there, like, all the time. Right. Um, so there was, like, I'm walking down, and there's, like, this fucking thing on the ground, and I pick it up. And what it was is, it was a Blair Witch, like, stick man. Oh, crap. And it was, like, nice. It wasn't, yeah. like, you know, it was, like, clearly made out of some plastic or something. 
and like there's like a little note attached to it like i don't remember 100 percent what it said uh-huh. you know but it was just like a don't go into the woods oh that's cool and then there was like a you know i don't know if it was like a url or something because uh-huh. now would be a hashtag yeah but it was like you know you know the blair witch project or something wow that's cool so like i remember i was like what the fuck is this because i'm walking around and i pick like i ended up picking up like two or three of them and some of my other friends who were because this is where the english de- yeah. film department was like what the fuck is this thing you know uh-huh. and then you go online and blair witch project you know on like fucking google or uh-huh. yahoo and like oh Hot it's bot at that time yeah it, and it's <laughs> like it i went to see it at the time because that's yeah. back when say is this movie real Cause right people thought it was like a, that was the first found footage movie really. yeah i remember i went to see it like at um the new art which is not that far from ucla and the line to see it was like around yeah. the thing and most people a lot of people were like yeah i found like the stick thing on my car That's or something cool. so we went to see it i remember like you know because at the time you didn't know if it was real or not and we're watching and the movie end and like it was like dead quiet in there literally as soon as the credits ended it was still quiet and somebody just started booing and the whole oh, theater crap. started booing. And that's, like, my, like, mental picture of seeing wow. the Blair. Because this was before it came out in, like, main release. Yeah. You know? And it was, like... Because we were just, like, is this real? I heard this is based, like, this is, like, yeah. you know? It's real footage. Yeah. Another time I went to a thing like that at that same theater for um, The Ring. Because uh-huh. that came out in 2002. Yep. And uh, a bunch of people in the parking lot had tapes on their car. Oh, that's cool. I was so I was mad I didn't have one. Oh, I was like man. But yeah, it was the it was the tape from the movie. That's freaking cool. I bet you those are like worth a oh, lot I of bet. money now. Well the thing is, like with Blair Witch, the reason I was so hyped about it was because Fangoria pushed it so hard. Yeah. Like Fang I read there was a whole story about it in Fangoria and they said it was gonna be the scariest movie of nineteen ninety eight. So yeah, was the year it came out, nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. Whatever. Yeah, it came, it came out. out I, I think it came out. I'm trying to remember. I think it was ninety eight. It might was it. Yeah, it was ninety eight because it was. I was still in junior college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this was it. Yeah, so this is El Camino, and then when the ring came out, I was at UCLA. Yeah, yeah, and I had to drive up to go to the New Art because that was the only theater that was showing it. And I remember yeah. one of my friends was like, "Oh, yeah." Like Trent Reznor was at the screening right before this one. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like I saw it at uh, the Harkins that would later become yeah. Madcap on yeah. Middle Avenue is where I went and saw it. Yeah, and nobody would go with me. Like I kept, I was telling everybody about it for for weeks before. I was like, Blair Witch is coming out. Are you going with me? No, I don't want to go see it. Yeah, and I ended up going by myself. Yeah, but yeah, it, I I enjoyed it because it was different. Yeah, and then I didn't have any idea what a genre it was going to spawn behind. Yeah. It of, shaky found footage and this was like around the time when i was still kind of because you know i grew up next to like a video store so like how i learned about movies is probably the same way that quentin tarantino learned about movies go there and rent everything right because i can't tell you how many fucking movies i've seen in my life absolutely it's like these people were nice they let me take out like five things at a time Mm -hmm. and then they're like well you watched like i would watch a movie come back two hours later and it, they're like if the sitting person's there they just take it and let me just rent another one that's cool yeah so i would do that like all the fucking time because nice. i lived literally across the street from it um but yeah it, it's like i you know i was in college and i had friends who like you know i was in film clubs so like we'd watch 
fancy movies right. and then like you'd be like oh yeah we're gonna make our own movies like i want to do shit like the doom generation or something <laughs> but it was like you know when blair witch came out i remember that one was the one that all my friends were related to and dogma dogma yeah, yeah dogma was great yeah so it's like we were all about going to see blair witch and then i remember we were watching it and like i was like disconcert feeling discombobulated or uh-huh do you know what word I'm thinking? Like, you're, like, uneasy? Yeah, it's, that's probably it. Like, yeah. you're, like, because, like, what the fuck is going on in this right. movie? Because it felt like, you know, because literally I think what happened is, like, the two guys who directed it just kind of gave them, like. Dude, yeah, they literally, every morning, because I read the whole story. Yeah, yeah, they would. They were camping in those woods, and they had no idea what was going to happen the next day. Yeah, they would set up things. Yeah, they would wake up the next day, and outside their tent there would be a little milk crate. With a rough sketch and more tapes and, like, a rough idea. Go here, go here, and go here. Yeah. And, the, yeah, that's what they did. Because I remember there's that part of the movie where they're, like, going through the woods and there's a tree. And it has all those Blair Witch stick men. Hanging from it. And I remember at the time, that's what people were all freaking out. Like, and this makes uh, makes you sound so dumb when you see this, especially. But then I remember years later when, like, Paranormal Activity came out. Uh-huh. And, like, I remember sitting there with kids who were going to ASU. And they were, like, freaking out because the baby was moving on its oh, own. Oh, my God. And it's, like, this is the equivalent. It's the same fucking thing. Yes. You know, it, it's, like, oh, my God, there's fucking, you know. Because, right. you know, if you don't know that it's real or not, you know, it's, like, what is this, some pagan shit? Yeah, is exactly. It, and it's, like. You know, not to disrespect pagans, you know, some of my best friends are pagan, but, you know, I'm just saying at the time you're like, you know, again, I'm trying to date myself here. This is like <laughs> 1998. I was probably 19 years old. Right. So I'm not very bright. You know, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. You know, like you're still trying to figure out if the movie's real or not. Yeah. Largely <laughs> that's going on. So it's like, it's weird. Cause it's not like something like the witch now, like, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. The whole thing is presented to you as like yes. a movie. This is like, uh, like I, it I, just starts. Yeah. It just starts. Yeah. You're in there. They're like exploring this thing. They're filming it. And like they died or something happened and they got their film. Right. right? And you're just like, okay. And, and it's interesting. And then there's the one scene at the end where the kid is like facing the cellar. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck is going on there, right. man? Like, Do you remember um, you and I went and saw the third, the, the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch, the movie? That's right, Blair Witch. Yes. Yeah. And it was awful. It was so bad. But later on, like that whole part in the movie where the guy came out and he was like 40 years older or whatever. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah, the guy from the original movie. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, how long have you guys been in here? And then we went, we had gone to L.A. to LACMA. Yeah. And we got lost in that maze thing in the museum, and I came out, and I was like, how long have you guys been in here? We That's right. laughed and laughed. <laughs> but um, the the cool thing about the video store era was the same thing. Like, you didn't really have any idea what you were getting into. Because yeah. especially once direct-to-video started coming out, yeah, you could get a direct-to-video horror movie, and it could be amazing. Yeah. Or it could be absolute trash. Yeah, but, but you didn't know by buying it, and and I found I started getting into, I saw patterns. Usually, the better the cover was, the worse the movie was going to yeah. be. Yeah, you know, but that's how I saw Night of the Demons. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw lots of uh, Pumpkinhead, um, Rumpelstiltskin. If anybody, oh, I remember that. that. Movie. that yeah, was yeah, great. yeah, that was a good video rental. But that's what we did in high school. Yeah, I was telling 
uh, my son the other day. I'd taken him out for his birthday. We were talking about because he's into Mortal Kombat. And I was like, you don't understand, man. When Mortal Kombat came out, that was like the game. That was like the game to go play. And, and not every store had it. Like, And then I started thinking about when you could go to a 7-Eleven and play a video game. Yeah. Because they had, they had boxes. But I, I was telling him, my friend Dave and I, we would go there and play Mortal Kombat on Friday night. And after we spent about $30 in quarters, we'd go rent horror movies. And that's what we did with our entire weekend. Yeah. And I think that's kind of been lost with, with digital streaming because everything's at your fingertips right there. Yeah. Because, I mean, and that's the thing. Because I remember when I saw, like, the Blair Witch Project, I had, like, friends. Because, like, right next to the New York was this place called Cinephile Video. Is that was Yeah, it was called, yeah, Cinephile. And um, what's funny is the dude who ran that video store ended up running this theater called cine family years later that was really uh-huh. cool except then he turned out to like end up uh you know uh take liberties with the female employees and the whole thing and oh, shutting crap. down but he was a really knowledgeable guy his name was adrian and um you know you went in there and they were like oh if you like this you should check out this movie called um the last broadcast uh-huh which is like a guy who's like oh he's doing like a documentary about like this killer or something right uh-huh. and it's all done in like tapes just like the blair witch project oh, wow. except he gets to the point where he figures out what it is and he's not happy with uh-huh. like so he like kills the guy who's helping him do it <laughs> and then he just starts over oh crap yeah so it's like you know it's really i've heard of that movie but i've never seen it's it. it's actually really interesting i gotta check that out too. yeah and I'm then like the other it. thing that people were like was like oh the blair witch project was also about like cannibal holocaust oh kind of kind of but except cannibal holocaust you know it's fake from the get-go yeah. although what i always love about cannibal holocaust is the part where like they're showing him the fake snuff movie those guys made oh yeah like everything you see here was fake those are that's actually real footage oh my god so it's footage of people being executed and something that's actually all real but the thing like with cannibal holocaust i think at one point um the director had to prove the actors were still alive yes because people thought it was so real they thought that the people actually died yeah prove they were still in fact alive and kicking I remember years ago, I met the guy who directed uh, Cannibal Holocaust. (laughs) His name was, uh, he's still alive. His name is uh, Ruggiero Diodato. And um, what's funny, I think he has a a cameo in one of the Hostel movies. Oh, nice. Playing a cannibal. Nice. But uh, I think it's the same one that Takashi Miike is in. But um, what's funny is, I think Kirby might have been there or somebody else. But like we were talking and like, I think either I or somebody else asked him there about like uh, what he thought about Campbell Thoreau. Oh my God! I was totally gonna say, yeah. Please tell me you didn't tell him that you thought Cannibal Thoreau was uh, a superior movie. Yeah. So this, this guy had, he will lose his mind. Oh yeah, no, he he totally <laughs> lost it. Like you know, it's so basically the question was like, oh, what did you think about like other people following what you were doing with like Campbell oh, Ferox? And he's like, uh, you know, because I think at the time. Yeah, the guy who directed Campbell Ferox, uh, Umberto Lenzi, like yes. he died recently. Yes. At the time, he was still alive. <laughs> so so he's, he's like, what do you think about Umberto Lenzi and, <laughs> and uh, Campbell Ferox? And he's like, you know, and he spoke English. He would like act like he didn't. Played it up. Yeah, like, because we were like, I met Tajiri from WWE. He does the same thing. Yeah. He pretends he doesn't speak English. 
Uh, but I heard him speak perfect Spanish to somebody. Oh my god, that's funny. But uh, so he's like, what I say to people who like Cabo Ferro, I say fuck him, <laughs> fuck Humberto Lanzi, fuck him. Oh my god, if he could have got away with murdering him himself, oh he yeah, it. he did he not care that for guy. that guy. Oh my god, yeah, he called him a hack and a thief and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. he had no qualms about telling you what he really felt. Yeah. hilarious it's so funny it's so funny you said that because i was totally thinking did you totally remove about cannibal for yeah <laughs> that's funny well yeah because it totally tries to play itself like it's a sequel to cannibal holocaust yes. it even has the same guy the, right the professor yeah. guy yeah who was a porn star i think he died like last year Yeah. well it was confusing for a long time because i thought they were the same movie but different right cuts of the same movie because of that but cannibal was it was it Cannibal Holocaust or the other one that was originally entitled um, Make Them Die Slowly? Uh, I think that's uh, Cannibal Ferox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which yeah. was also the name of uh, White Zombie's first album. Yeah, right. Which is unlistenable. <laughs> you know what's weird is I actually really like Cannibal Holocaust. It's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, well, a lot of people get... it's, it's like, what? Like, no, dude, actually watch Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, it's it... a really good movie. It is, and a lot of people get freaked out because of the animal deaths in it. Yeah, but um, you gotta you gotta take into consideration the time period also. Yeah, it like, was a different time. I yeah, guess. and that's it's the not really thing. Excuse for animal cruelty. But, no, I mean, you know. I think they actually did eat the turtle, even though that's super fucked up. Yeah, you know, but like you know, there's no reason for them to kill that monkey. Yeah, but. and I'm one of those people where the the animal deaths were harder to watch for me than the people deaths. Like, well, dude, there's this uh, documentary on netflix right now it's called don't fuck with cats yes i, I want to watch that it's on so, my list but like it's about this guy who like like plays himself off like he's like this celebrity online uh-huh. and like these people are hunting or i think he killed the he like killed this cat by like uh putting in a vacuum bag oh shit but like what's weird is well, you're gonna watch it, so yeah. I don't want to. Really yeah, don't give away. I've been one. I've, yeah, I've been it's like the cat one. thing is a slippery slope oh, kind of scenario, crap. but it's like that's all they focus on in the title. So you think, oh, this is a guy who just did animal yeah. cruelty. No, he did lots of other oh, shit. shit. The funny thing is, when I first saw that on my feed, I thought it was gonna be a documentary about cat memes on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, the way it starts is so stupid. It's just like this is it's like, oh, you know, I work at the, I'm an accountant for one of the biggest Las Vegas casinos, but my real life is on the internet. And the first rule of the internet is don't fuck with cats. Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, God, just kill me. This right. is so stupid. But it's actually really interesting. I like, I, I recommend watching it. I watched it. a really weird movie last night called Lose. Lose? Have you seen it? No. It's on Shudder. Oh, no, wait, L U Z? Yes. Yes, I have it's seen it. It's on Shudder. Yeah. And uh, I, I like I, I that's actually I haven't posted this yet, but I did do a list of my top like fifteen horror movies of uh last year, and that's uh-huh. on my list. Really, it was yeah. a, it was a great movie. It's super good, but it's a really kind of what the fuck movie. Yeah, but I love the way it was done. It was very artfully done. Yeah, but here's the problem with that movie. I'm I'm sick. This is the best I felt in two days. Yeah, I watched that movie high on Sudafed. It's probably made it better, dude. And Here's what I was doing. I started watching it, and I would get really drowsy, so I'd pause it, and I'd fall asleep for 10 or 15 minutes, and then I'd wake back up, and I'd continue the movie, and then I I did this three or four times during the and I had the most fucked up dreams of my life 
on Sudafed and lose. Yeah. But yeah, it was, dude. If you I, liked the Suspiria remake, I bet you really liked this movie because they're very similar. So don't fuck with cats. No, no. no if you lo- if you liked the Suspiria remake uh, and you liked Lose, oh, they're both. I think they're oh, really they are really similar. They are really similar. Yeah, they very much are. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy. I enjoy those kind of movies. Yeah. I guess that that make you kind of think. Like you yeah. have to get the message out of it yourself. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's a German horror film that came out last year that uh, it's about a demon possession. Yeah, and a cab driver. Yeah. Her hat backwards. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, the, the gist of it, it's a demon that possessed someone that fell in love with one of its hosts and is trying to get back to its yeah, preferred it's, it's host. A, yeah, it's really good. Like, Venom if it didn't suck. Right. <laughs> but it's L-U-Z. Yeah. If you have Shudder, it's on there. So. Yeah. I'll say this, dude. I think Shudder had a really good year last year. Because um, the other thing you should watch on Shudder, if you haven't seen it, that's really good, is um, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's on there. That's super good. It's very like, uh, it's like uh, Ruby won't watch it because I told her enough about it. She's like, yeah, no, I'm good. But uh, basically, it's like, it's like a fair, like a, like I said, it's like a dark genie kind uh-huh. of story like it's not about genies but like a fairy wish got you but it's set in like the most drug cartel set part of mexico oh, shit. and it like it's about this girl whose wishes get granted i saw the preview for that yeah i do want to see that, that yeah it's really on shutter that's awesome yeah I'm doing that tonight yeah and then this other movie i saw there that's pretty good it's called a sequence break I haven't seen that one. It has um the dude from John Dies at the end, mm-hmm. the guy, the, the one who's talking to yeah. Paul Giamatti, uh-huh. and he's a repairman at a video arcade, uh-huh. and then he falls in love with this nerdy girl, but then, like, think of the rest of the movie as Videodrome. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's basically cool. Videodrome with an arcade game. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'll check that out. That one, like, literally just came out, like, two weeks ago. I thought about doing a review of it. But... They also just added um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, yeah, which is one you of know, my favorite I've movies. I've never seen that movie. Are you serious? Yeah, I'll I probably... I love that movie. I need to watch it. I really like The Bad Batch. I, yeah. I'm sure I'd probably like that Well, it's movie. on Shutter now, so yeah. check it out, because yeah. it's really, really good. Very, yeah, it's kind of off the wall and different. That's why I like it. Yeah, I think what happened was people hyped up A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night at me too much, and yeah. like I lost interest because of that. I get that way, too. Yeah. Like, eh, I'll catch it at some point. Yeah, because, like, um, yeah, I've had that happen with a lot of movies. I'm like, just stop playing it up. I'm sure it's fine that it happens. And I'm like, you know what? No. I was like that with Us. Like, uh-huh. you know, I didn't get around to seeing when it came out, and everyone was like, oh, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on video. Yeah. And I saw it, and then I didn't like it. I still haven't seen it. It's not that good. I mean, like, I'm just saying people are going to disagree with me. But, like, <laughs> it's, like, Get Out is way better. Yeah, Get Out was amazing. That yeah. was my favorite movie of that year. Yeah. Was it 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the problem with us is it, like, um... Like, I feel like it's too similar to too many movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a riff on, like, uh, Rosemary's Baby and, like, The Lost Boys and, uh, like, A Nightmare on Elm Street and, like, Evil Double movies. Really? Like, it's too many things. And then, like, I I got the Blu-ray and then, like, all the uh, special features are, like, Jordan Peele, like, fucking uh, 
you know, patting himself on the back way oh, too much. Shit. It's like, they wear a glove in reminiscence of Freddy Krueger. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Oh, my God. On. Wow. <laughs> that sounded harsh, but, like, after, like, <laughs> five or six features like that, it's like, okay, stop. That's funny. You know? But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, I... I feel like uh, I feel like that that it, uh, there's a lot of good movies this year that came out horror movies that came out last year, but like um, you know, I, I really liked Midsummer. That one's pretty up there for me. Um, this other one, if you have Netflix, you should watch. I think you would really like it. Actually, it's called The Perfection. Yes, I have. That's actually on my list. You should watch that. It's that's on re- Shutter too. I almost watched it. Oh, last it's night. on Shutter. Yeah, I thought I, it was on just on. Netflix. Or maybe it's on Amazon. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Because I, I almost watched that instead of Lose, but I was uh, more in the. I it looked the cover looked more interesting. So. Yeah, I yeah I don't know if it. I know for sure it's on Netflix, nice. but yeah, it's it's really good. I keep telling people don't. Like it's one of those things it played at Sundance and Netflix bought it uh-huh. and it was like oh it's on Netflix and then uh-huh. it just kind of got lost. There was like a movie like that last year too that I saw. It was called Velvet Buzzsaw uh-huh. and it was like um, it has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. It's like the same guy who did Nightcrawler. Oh nice! But it's like about a a dude, uh, this girl. She works for an art dealer and uh, she's like on the verge of losing her job and then this guy who's like in her apartment building who's like sick dies so she breaks into his apartment and she finds tons of like paintings and it turns out he's been like painting them in his own blood oh so she like sells it as like this art discovery and then everyone (laughs) who gets one of the paintings ends up cursed dude that's awesome yeah first objects yeah it's actually pretty interesting it's like not awesome it's not like super good but it's good you know interesting movie yeah yeah that's cool yeah velvet buzzsaw is that yeah and it's funny because like renee russo's in it and she's like the like the person who owns the art house and that's like her she used to be like a punk rocker who becomes an art dealer so that's her like punk rock name that's funny yeah that's cool um all right we're talking uh well, I think we I, I mean, we were going to do a John Carpenter thing, but I think we kind of hit it with Blair Witch. I think we kind of did, actually. Yeah, I was so, thinking that. I was kind of, is there, there wasn't really a segue. Yeah, I was we like, next we time. can do that next time. I think this was like a good, like, yeah, you guys, we talked about the Blair Witch Project. It right. was kind of like there the meat of this episode. You I, know? I just want to apologize to everybody. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, we're... We all both kind of sound sick, so it's like that was sniff- my that was my Blair Witch. Yeah, this this was the Sniffly episode. I actually did a uh, when I started up the House of Freaks podcast. Uh huh. I did a promo. You can actually find it if you go to YouTube and look up the House of Freaks podcast. There's a YouTube channel with a few short videos. Mm-hmm. The first promo video I did was a Blair Witch video. With my <laughs> That's home. funny. I was like, I just want to apologize to everybody who listened to the podcast. I, I didn't know. And then I did this whole thing where I ran through the building that I worked in at the yeah. time. And I actually talked Karen into standing in the corner. Oh, God. And I got the final shot of her, and then, like, the phone fell over. It's a really yeah. good... It's probably the coolest promo we did for that podcast. <laughs> um, the podcast isn't up anymore, but those promo videos are on YouTube if you want to check them out. Oh. The House of Freaks podcast. I think they have, like, nine views. So if you Yeah, there's views. always something like that. Anyway, remember, while I'm plugging stuff, to check me out on Instagram... At 700 Tapes. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Twitter, Jasperino, at 700 Tapes. Uh, for our upcoming 
VHS podcast of the same name. Right. And uh, we'll see about, I don't know, I don't know when the next one will be, maybe in a week or two weeks. We'll see. Bi-weekly sounds good. Yeah, bi-weekly sounds good. That we, means every two weeks. Every two weeks. For you guys. Yeah. You know, we'll like talk about stuff we're watching, you know. This probably won't be as a uh, uh, stream of consciousness as this one, but right. I don't know. Like uh, we're both high on pseudopods. So. It's really funny <laughs> when the when the uh, when the uh, when Joker came out. We went to go to the loft, and they were selling Joker beer. Uh huh. Like it was like the, was it they, green? They like no, it's like a microbrew. So like the thing looks like uh, it looks like the movie poster. Uh huh. And I bought a bunch of them. So, like, I want to see if Joker wins Best Picture. I'm going to, I want to open, it's an IPA. Yeah. I want to open up and see what it tastes like. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I have not seen Joker yet either. See, you're going to have to watch it at some point. So yeah, we can I will. talk about it. Absolutely. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, until next time, this is Victor along with Jasperino. The movie guy that's never watched any movies. Yeah. And you've been listening to Cult Following. Which will be back, and you'll get to know the people who do cult classics some more. And remember, join us on February 15th for Bram Stoker's Dracula. 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 I do. I have, what's he say? I have crossed a lifetime. No, no, it's what like, it? I've crossed oceans of time. That's it. To bring you this movie. I like the way he talks about that movie. <laughs> right. It's so stupid. Dude, Gary Oldman is spot on in He's, that movie. Yeah, I, I want to do like a Gary Oldman episode at some time. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. It reminds well, me of uh, on Beer Fest uh-huh. when they're tasting the beer and he goes, oh my god, I want to fuck it. And the guy goes, I want to let it fuck me. That's Gary Oldman in Dracula. Like, I would totally let him take me if he wanted to. <laughs> I just like him because he like throws himself in all his roles like hard. Yes, more. absolutely. Yeah. Like, what, this is that one part in Leon the Professional where it's like the one uh, SWAT guy, he's in there because he plays a dirty cop. He's trying uh-huh. to hunt him down. And it's just like, we're everyone! <laughs> and then he's in uh, The Fifth Element. Yeah, yes. he's in a bunch oh, of uh, Luke Mason movies. Right. So good. All right. But yeah. Um, he's the dude playing the dude. Playing there you the go. Dude. <laughs> go to cultclassicsaz.com to get your tickets for Dracula. We have a special $100 mega gothic VIP experience. Oh, 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 oh. Don't sleep on that. Those are actually moving pretty fast. We only have three of them. Limited quantity. Yeah, we only have three of those packages left. So if you want to do something nice for your lady and not okay. really have to plan it too hard, get that. You'll be golden for at least a month. If you want to guarantee you for some loving on Valentine's Day, right? And your lady's in the horror, that's the way to go. Boom. Alright, so until next time, this is Victor along with Jasper. Find us at cultfollowing.co. Check out our YouTube channel. You will find all our other podcasts on there as well, including the Spear Review. And until next time, see ya. I don't have a a clever tagline right now. I'll just uh, loop some Return Living Dead or something. (laughs) Bye.